0: Marathon Swim Stories. It's me, Shannon. When I moved to the idyllic hamlet of Talent, Oregon about eight years ago, I was quickly adopted by my new swim family and have been lovingly supported and encouraged as I pursue marathon swims. But no one wants to swim as far as I do. That changed about a year ago when I was excitedly greeted at swim practice. Good morning, Shannon. Hey, have you met Sarah? She's a marathon swimmer too. Our schedules hardly jive, but we've connected here and there since then. It's wonderful to share the local waters with a fellow limit pusher. Everyone has a story. Here's Sarah's. Enjoy. All right, you guys. So Sarah is our guest today. She's a local here. can't tell you how excited I was to find out there was another marathon swimmer that moved to Ashland. (laughs) So we get to hear Sarah's story today. I'm going to put some of you on mute and I'll open it up and start with Sarah. What's your story?
1: Oh goodness. Um, First, I want to say thank you so much for uh, inviting me here, Shannon. The very first uh time that you emailed me and or texted me I don't remember and uh said hey I'm doing this thing we can't swim anymore so uh you know I I, I want I want to be able to get everybody together at the ungodly hour of 5:30 um when we used to <laughs> we used to get together at the pool and I was like that's so cool and I was super excited to be here for those there was a couple of times that I was, so I just wanted to say thank you. I, I really appreciate uh, being here. Um, my story. Well, um, I've, I've said this like 50 million times. I feel like I, uh, I'm repeating myself. Um, I pretty much started swimming before I could walk. At least that's what my parents claim. Um, I, uh, I always felt way more comfortable in the water than I ever did on land. Um, I would just float in, the, in our local community pool and pretend that the lines that made the boxes on the bottom of the pool were different rooms in a house. And I would like be a mermaid and like swim through the <laughs> house. Um, and I would stay there hours and hours. My parents could never get me out. Um, I was on the local swim team until I was, uh, 18 before I went away to college I was like never a superstar but you know solid middle of the road swimmer um and then went away to college uh started teaching swimming so that was how I kind of just always kept swimming in my life but didn't swim uh competitively um and then in 2012 my life kind of like fell apart and uh I was like, well, I, what, am I, what am I gonna do with myself? I, 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 I have I have nothing in my life left. So I was teaching swimming at a uh, private uh, club in Midtown Manhattan. And I started noticing there were these lot of older, not quite in shape men were asking me to teach them how to swim. I was like, okay, that's great. That's a great form of exercise, but why, why do you all suddenly wanna learn how to swim? And they were all getting into triathlons, Mm -hmm. but they had never swum in their life. And I was just like, oh, triathlon, that sounds really interesting and really hard. Um, And if you can do it, I could totally do that. So so I trained for my very first triathlon, which was uh, an all women's uh, sprint tri at Sandy Hook, New Jersey. And um, I had never swum in open water. Ever in my life ever
0: Good start. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was 2014 and I had I was like the swimmer in the family, but the big joke in the family was that I would never swim in the ocean or a lake because I would have a panic attack um, so I was a pool swimmer only and uh, my family said, you signed up for a what and I said I signed up for a triathlon they said you know, you have to swim in not pool water, right? I said, I know. And <laughs> um, so the very first time that I ever swam in open water was a month before this triathlon. And I, and I was petrified. I was, I was absolutely terrified. Um, I, I closed my eyes and I made sure, there were like three other women that I was training with. Um, I don't remember how many. I closed my eyes and I made sure I stuck like right in between all of them, and we swam like i mean it would maybe, maybe it was a hundred yards. It was seriously like not far at all, just for this like little training swim um, in the ocean at sandy Hook and i I did it, I, cl- I closed my eyes and I swam as fast as I could, and and I got out, and I was like, "Oh. I did it. (laughs) I swam in open water. That was awesome. And then I went on to do a bunch of triathlons and every, every open water swim got just a little bit easier, but it was because I was swimming in a pack. And because to be perfectly honest, I was swimming with my eyes closed. (laughs) Every time I opened my eyes, I would start to have another panic attack. Um, so, uh, but I but I was completely addicted. I, I fell in love with endurance sport. Um, I it was kind of that thing that my life needed at the mm. time. Um, and then uh, 2017, um, I it was uh, I was it was my 39th birthday, and I was just like, huh, a lot of people do things for the 40th birthday. <laughs> what should I do for my? F- do for my 40th birthday. And by this time, I had done, done enough tries that I knew the swimming part was what I really liked.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: should not have been surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, I, the bike was okay, and I hated the running. So I was like, well, are there things that I could do that'd be like really long and I don't have to be fast, but I could just do swimming?
0: <laughs> it turns out da, da,
1: da. It's, a, it's a thing and I I honestly I can't believe that I never knew I cannot believe that I never knew long distance open water swimming marathon swimming was a thing you didn't
0: see the people swimming around Manhattan while you were there
1: <laughs> no I I was not plugged into that that community yeah. I I literally I had no idea um and I it was interesting that as, as a kid, because I hated sprinting, I absolutely despised it. I wasn't fast. I wasn't all that good. So I was really surprised that nobody ever said anything to me. Then nobody said, hey, do you think you might want to do longer distances? Nobody ever said anything. No. Um, so yeah, the, uh, I, I was just like, well, maybe, maybe I'll start doing marathons swimming. Maybe that's what I'll do for my 40th birthday. I'll do like a year... I'll do a year of marathon swimming and I'll I'll swim 40 miles of open water swimming in a year, you know, leading up to my 40th birthday. Um, but yeah, the very, very first marathon um, swim that I did was uh, the width of Lake Tahoe. And I was petrified and I had no idea what I was doing. And you start in the middle of the night. And I was just like, what is this? Why do people swim at night? Why? Why would you do that? Um, but It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible swim. And just like with the triathlon, I was, I was hooked and I kind of haven't, haven't looked back since. Swimming in open water has gotten easier, but I still have panic attacks if I open my eyes and I can't see the bottom. And um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting life journey for me. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Tell us about the swim you did for your fortieth birthday.
1: Ah, oh, the swim I did for my fortieth birthday. Um, I circumnavied...
0: you did the forty miles leading up to it to warm no. no. So oh. so what
1: so what was really interesting? I had I had enough swims lined up that it would have equaled forty miles, but um, the, the end of twenty seventeen, um, I. There a lot of things were going on in my life and I found myself in severe financial straits. So, so I basically had one of the really lovely things about our, um, our sport is that it's really expensive. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I ended up having to cancel all of the swims after, uh, after September. Mm. Um, so the, my training, so, so, So I ended up only doing, um, I think I ended up doing a little under 30 for the year leading up to my birthday. Um, But then uh, for my birthday, actually it was the day before my birthday, I finished. Um, So I was technically still only 39. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, uh, I circumnavigated Bermuda Um, which uh, 37.3 miles uh, took me 31 hours and 20. Wow. I used to, that's so terrible. I can't remember now. A little (laughs) little over 31, 31 hours. Um, And yeah, that was the, the thing about that year uh, about having that swim as my goal because I will be honest, the reason why that swim was my goal for my birthday was because somebody told me I couldn't do it. Mm. That, that was, that was literally the reason why that was the swim that I decided to do on my birthday. (laughs) And that entire year, um, was, was basically people telling me that I couldn't do it. Um, and, and, and nobody would, um, not nobody, um, the people that were in places, in positions to help me organize the swim and to help me get everything together, um, wouldn't help me. Mm. Um, so I, so I, I had to put everything together myself. I had to find a boat. I had to find a captain, um, I had to put the team together. I had to put together a training plan. It was very strange. The people that I reached out to, to ask advice about training and nutrition and what did it mean to be in extremely high, uh, high salt content water. Cause the water around Bermuda is some of the highest, uh, some of the saltiest water, um, uh, because of the reef. Mm. Um, almost it, except for extreme rare situations, almost every single person for that year said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Um, or I, I won't help you because you shouldn't be doing this. You can't, you, you, you won't be able to do it. You know, you, you need to quit. Wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was, that was, a, that was a really, it was a really tough year, but, I learned a lot and I don't think anything that I have done since both in my life and in marathon swimming would have been possible without mm. that, um, without that learning experience, without yeah. having to have done it all myself.
0: Yeah. Um, How did you motivate yourself to get through those? Like the, uh, yeah, can't, don't, won't, shouldn't.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> uh, most of the motivation was, um, I can't let them win. Mm.
0: (laughs) Like
1: I, I I can't let them be right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, that was, that was most of the motivation. Um, I actually, the, the other part of the motivation was my community. So, um, the second, was it the second? No, it must've been like the third or the fourth swim that I did. On that journey was um, was the Maui Channel. Mm.
0: Um, that was and, before Bermuda.
1: Yeah, that was before okay. Bermuda. Okay. Um, it was like you know that that year leading up leading up to Bermuda, um, and I was one of two solo swimmers that year. Uh, the other solo swimmer was my friend Mark, and I had no idea who he was at the time. Uh, he came in seven minutes behind me. And I think it was just because his boat captain didn't know where he was going and he was following my boat. And I don't think my (laughs) boat knew where he was going either. So, Um, (laughs) but um, we, we connected at the dinner that night and we've basically like been best friends ever since. So that year, every time I (laughs) was, and he was just, an amazing, amazing support and motivator. And he was actually training for the Molokai uh, channel uh, mm-hmm. in 2018. He did his a month after I did Bermuda. Um, and we just being there for each other and, and having him say, but I, you know, you can do it. Like, what, why, why, why are you listening to them? Don't mm-hmm. like, um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> It was interesting. Um I did I didn't have access to uh open water for about two or three months while I was uh training for Bermuda. Oh, and gosh. the long the longest swim that I had done leading up to that was was Tahoe. So it was seven and a half hours, ten and a half miles. And I was just like, well, huh, Bermuda's a little bit longer than that. <laughs> um <laughs> Maybe I should try and figure out if I can actually, you know, swim for 15 plus hours. And Mark was just like, yeah, but you, where, where are you going to do that? You don't have access to it. And I was just like, well, the pool that I work at on Fridays <laughs> is open for 15 hours.
0: Did you swim at the pool for 15 hours? I did. <laughs> wow.
1: I did a 15 hour pool
0: swim. It takes an old other kind of <laughs> endurance, I think.
1: Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting, though, because there were a lot of things that I needed. There were a lot of questions that I needed answers for. Like, mm-hmm. can I literally move my arms in the exact same motion for 15 hours?
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't
1: know if I could. Um, I was still working with a lot of different nutrition things. And I was like, What? You know is this going to upset my stomach i had um, I had never done peaches or anything to you know cut the salt from the ocean before, and i didn 't know if it was going to you know upset my stomach so I, it was like I said it was it was the pool that I worked at, so when I went to um, you know the lifeguards of my boss in her bit, I was just like, "Hey, would it be weird if I brought this giant box of you know <laughs> peaches and nutrition and all this stuff just left it at the end of the lane and swam here for 15 hours and they're like yes that would be very weird (laughs) So okay um what if i put a little sign on the box that explained why i was doing this they're like yeah i guess that's better (laughs) um and like and they were cool like some of my friends other instructor friends would like come and like swim with me for like half an hour Mm -hmm. and that was like my first taste of tandem swimming. And that was like so much fun. It was totally cool. And, um, I don't know where all this started. I think I got off on a tangent here, but you're all
0: all good. (laughs) (laughs) How do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim?
1: It's I feel like it's a very complicated (laughs) feeling for me. Um, There's a feeling of, of relief, like, Oh good. I can stop now. (laughs) Um, There's a feeling of unbelievable sense of accomplishment and um, just like, feeling like a badass, like, yeah, I did that. Um, but, But a lot of that doesn't come until later. Like, that moment of swimming up to the beach and, like, seeing the end in sight and just getting myself to that beach is, like, yeah, it's it's, it's the, oh, okay, good. I made it. And then the, and then the, the feeling of, of like, I mean, everything's setting in, like settling in and, and the realization of like what I did doesn't come until later. Um, mostly I'm just tired and really just want to eat something different than the, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the liquid nutrition that I've been yes. trying to suck down for however many hours. Um, but there's also, like, depending on where I'm, I'm swimming, there's also this really odd sense that I don't want it to end because of, mm. because the most of the places that are, like, really, really beautiful and really gorgeous, I've started swimming with my eyes open. Mm, <laughs> and, yeah. And so, like, you know, that last 500 yards where you can actually start seeing the bottom and you can see rocks and fish and all of that stuff. Like, I was just like, Oh, I want, uh, can we, can we just swim here for a while? This is really cool. (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's a very complicated feeling. Like it's over. I spent however many months training and now it's over and Oh my goodness. Thank goodness. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't have to swim for at least a week now. Um, yeah, it's it's complicated.
0: I, like, I think you're the first person to say that complicated, to, to use that word, but I I really I pre- I think everybody appreciates that description. <laughs> Somebody described it once as like, um, you know, it's like finishing a really good novel, you know, like you don't want it to end. <laughs> I thought that but, was kind of a cool description too.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yes, I, I don't end, but get. I do, like, really need it to end as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, yeah.
0: Can you tell us about the swim you're most proud of? I have a guess, but.
1: (laughs) Um, this, I think this is a really interesting question because every swim that I have done, there is something that I'm extremely proud of. Um, I mean, just to make it, however far I made it, whether I finished it or not, a lot of things had to happen that were extraordinary. <laughs> um, but because of bragging rights, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely um, extremely proud. It's it's the one I talk about the most often, Bermuda, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, but mostly i I talk about it because I was only the third person to do it and only the second woman, so that um, uh, that that makes me it <laughs> makes me feel like um, when, when I want to impress someone who's you know um, either not a swimmer, but you know swimmers do, but I, I feel like, I feel like it's mostly non-swimmers that I try to impress with that. <laughs> Um, but I mean, the, the width of Tahoe, the Viking with the very first marathon swim that I ever did, the things that had to happen to get me there and the first time ever swimming in the dark, like I, I look back on that and I'm like, how the heck did I do that? Um, I, I knew nothing and I went in Tahoe, in Lake Tahoe, I had never done cold water training. And I now understand how difficult cold water training is. The fact that I jumped into that lake and swam seven and a half hours and didn't even blink, like, I don't know how I did that.
0: Except um, when your eyes were closed, right? that's when you blinked. Very, very,
1: very cl- Yes, that swim, and Tahoe is beautiful, that swim, I did not open my eyes once. They were closed <laughs> from beginning to
0: end. <laughs> You except when I faces in the water, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Face in the water.
1: No, I'm, I'm, to, I'm totally fine. um opening my eyes to, you know, spot the kayak or the escort boat. And now I've even started to like, you know, look up at the sky and check out the stars and um, like, even look at the land a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I think the most proud like question that, again, that's like, Marathon swimming is just so complicated. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's a it's a really great analogy for life, you know? And the the things that I have learned from marathon swimming including don't ever forget a pair of extra underwear. Um <laughs> uh, have have all directly translated To life. Um, That first time swimming in the dark, all I could see were the three glowing glow sticks on the kayak. It was pitch dark. That was literally the only thing I could see. And I noticed about 15, 20 minutes into the swim. There was this mantra that I just kept repeating over and over and over in my head, and it was "In the dark, follow the kayak." And thinking about it still makes me really emotional, because in the moment, that mantra was was what was get, getting me through all those things that I had no idea what was you know what to expect. so just follow the kayak. That was all I had to do. Just, just follow the kayak. And I realized that, that, that was a huge thing in my life too, right? That there are so many dark moments and there are so there, and leading up to that, there had been so many moments in my life where I I had no idea when the sun was going to come back up again or if it was ever going to come back up again. And all I had to do was find my kayak, whether it was my family, whether it was my art, whether it was swimming, whatever it was, just in the dark, all you have to do is follow the kayak. And it was, yeah, there, there, there had been, there have been quite a few, um, life, life moments like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a much much different person because of marathon swimming.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, tell us um, about something that you haven't finished. <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> um, so. I only laugh because I know this story and it's a good one. <laughs>
1: Oh, Lord. Um, So after I finished um, the width of Tahoe, I'm sure you all know Reptile, Tom, uh, was my, uh, was my boat captain. And he said, he's like, wow, you're, you're, you're a great, you're such an easy marathon swimmer. You, you know, you follow the boat, you follow the kayak so well, you should, you should come back and you should do the length of the, of the lake. And at the time, the width, the 10 and a half miles, was the longest I'd ever done. I was just like, no way. There's no <laughs> way I'm never, I'm never gonna be able to do that. I can't even fathom it. Um, well, last year I was just like, huh. Okay, I could try that.
0: You've done Bermuda after all, right? <laughs> right. <No problem. laughs> and
1: by this time, I was like severely cocky. <laughs> so <laughs> I was
0: just like, Psh, I can do anything.
1: Um so uh so last year, uh august i uh <laughs> I made my first attempt, and now you can see where this story is going. I <laughs> made my first attempt at the uh the length of tahoe, and I had done some cold water training, but I was just like I swam the whiff and i didn't I didn't even notice, so I was just like, i will be fine, no, no <laughs> no <laughs> tahoe is a you know, I was I was about to say cruel mistress, but that is so that is that is actually not the right phrase. Tahoe, Tahoe is a very very interesting body of water. There are so many things going on with that lake. Um, that if you, me, if if I I had. I, I really had no idea what I was what I was in for. I made it uh, two miles, about eighty minutes, and I I was shivering. I was so cold that my speech was slurred. I couldn't move my arms anymore. Um, I I was my teeth were chattering. I was biting my tongue, um, and I was just like obviously much less coherent than this. But I was like, Tom, I'm pretty sure I need to stop. (laughs) Um, And he was like, no, no, just go another 20 minutes. I was just like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) Um, So we stopped and um, I knew it was the right decision. Like there was no, there was no way that I was, that I was going to make it any further. Um, And I got a bunch of text messages from people that were following my spot tracker go, are you okay? What happened? I was like, I'm fine. I just, I, I did not train properly and Lake Tahoe was not about to let me get away with that. (laughs) Um, and for a while there, I didn't think I was going to try it again. Um, I was still recovering from a lot of the mental i I call it trauma, um, but uh, bermuda really Bermuda was ex was really tough swim for a lot of reasons, and mentally um, it really did a number on me. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I feel like I'm still. Kind of recovering, so to attempt Tahoe just a year after, I I was definitely not, I was definitely not mentally in in the right the right headspace. Um. So yeah, so for a while there, I didn't think I was going to try it again, and then uh, January of this year, I was talking with Mark, and he was just like, "What do you mean you're not going to try it again?" I was just like, "Well." yeah, that, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, that's I'm not gonna, like, that was like, that was really, that was hard. And I, you know, I wasn't, I, I, I had started cold water training November of last year, taking lots of freezing cold showers. Um, and I, I was definitely better suited. I definitely was on on the right, on a better track, but anyway, so, um, Mark actually uh, attempted, did second attempt this year with me, um, and we were doing great. Well, yeah. <laughs> there there were a lot of things going on during that swim, but um, so yeah, August of this year, um, made my second attempt, so you know where this is going. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were, we were 12 hours in, 15 miles, so we were like six miles from the end, like like maybe four hours. And we'd already gone 12 hours. And there was a huge lightning storm. And uh, Tom, Tom actually saw two huge bolts of lightning hit the lake right behind Mark. And I heard this huge clap of thunder. And then Tom goes, everybody on the boat! <laughs> and I mean, you know, uh, when you're an open water swimmer, like what I think is so beautiful about us and nobody ever had to tell us this, but we don't question when the boat captain says, do something. (laughs) We don't, we just go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and like, and the weird thing is, is I don't, I don't ever remember anybody ever having to tell me that. I just knew as soon as he said, everybody on the boat, I got on the boat. Like there was no, it was not a question. It wasn't until after I got on the boat, when both Mark and I were on the boat, that we went. So what happened? Why did we? Why did we? Why did we just stop this swim twelve hours in? And he was like, "Cause it's a big, huge light." And then, yeah, for the next hour, the boat was just tossed. Like everybody got seasick. There was water coming over the side. Like it was, it was insane. Um, uh, but we, we were, we were gonna finish it. Like. Yeah. The, the cold, I, you know, I had trained for it. I was good. I dialed in the nutrition. I was, except for a lot of other things that were going on, like we were going to finish. And so that night, Mark and I were just like, yeah, we conquered Tahoe. This was great. We and then the next morning we woke up and we we're like, man, do we have to try this again next year? <laughs> so yeah, I've now attempted the length of Tahoe. Twice. But again, I feel like I learned so much from those two attempts, from those two swims, because that first one was the first swim that I had ever not finished. And to understand what that felt like. But, um, but this year was much different. This year was, you know, the world the lake knocked you down and you still got back up again. And that's kind of the definition of 2020, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Can you have a couple questions? Can you tell me how you decided to do the Viking swim, the 10 and a half miles at Tahoe for your very first open water swim from New York? Um,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when I sat down to put together my 40 miles of open water swimming before my 40th birthday, um, again, I was not plugged into the community yet. Um, and the only person that I was kind of talking to was this person who said, you, you can't do it. You'll never be able to do it. Um, and so I just went on a bunch of websites and a bunch of swim calendars and just started looking through the dates and locations and just started circling the ones like, like in the help wanted ads, I started circling the ones that I could get to and that I could train for. And that could, I could like create a calendar. Um, And the person that I was talking to was, uh, it was a swim coach, an open open water swim coach. Um, And they were, training somebody they were coaching somebody to do that swim to do the viking swim uh like the week before i wanted to do it and so they said yeah i can i can hook you up with tom i can help you help you get this all arranged i so it it it, at the time it felt like everything was just falling into place that um i was i was talking with a person who was really knowledgeable they uh they get me, you know, help me uh, plan it out and sort it out. And then um, uh, they never actually did anything. I ended up having to call Tom and he like squeezed me into the calendar and bought, they, they just kind of like faded away and disappeared. I was on the plane to Tahoe, was three days before the swim. And they, uh, they sent me a very long email telling me why i should not do the swim why i should not swim tahoe three days before the swim
0: yikes
1: listing every single reason why i was not prepared why i was not ready why i was not good enough wow to attempt that swim and they basically said you know you already you already paid him you already have the boat so you know just have him like do have him just do like a little bit of the shore so you just get the feel you know just like training swim so you get the feel of what it's like to follow a boat and get the feel of what it's like to do open water swimming and all this stuff and um uh and I, <laughs> for somebody who had who had never done an, a marathon swim before that was just mean. That was just <laughs> cruel. Yeah. Because for those three days up leading up to that swim, every single doubt that could possibly be in my head, yes, this person is a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, every single doubt in my head was just like swirling around, beating me down. Actually, so it was the, I probably shouldn't say this, but it was the person who coached the first woman to swim, Lori King, to swim who uh, did the Bermuda swim. So it was that coach. It was, it was a person that I worked with at the pool in New York City. Um, so I, I got into that water at 3 a.m. just petrified. I, I, there, was this, there was this little weird voice in the back of my head. Not weird. There was this little voice in the back of my head that so you know the, all of the doubt and everything was this swirling mass of just confusion and I was nauseous and I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep and and the 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 foghorn right if you've ever been in San Francisco and and the, the 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 Golden Gate Bridge is completely socked in you can't see anything but you can hear the foghorn right
0: mm-hmm.
1: there was this voice in the back of my head that was just that that one little note in the, in the, in the, the blinding wilderness that kept saying, but I know you can do this. It's like you've been swimming since before you can remember,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like, I know you can do this and you've trained And you've dialed in your nutrition and you've asked all the questions. You know exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the, that literally, that was the only thing that pushed me forward. But um, yeah, that, so that was, um, that was how the Viking (laughs) Tahoe became my first, became my first swim
0: at it. What, um, the other one I was wondering is what you'd mentioned that you're still kind of recovering from Bermuda still. Mm. What, <laughs> what do you yeah. think it is about that, that you're still recovering from years later?
1: Um, it was interesting. Uh, Elaine Howley, uh, actually, she kind of like tangentially mentioned mental recovery, mm. um, once. And I've been meaning to like hook up with her and actually like, have a sit down and talk with her about it. Um, so I have a lot of theories. Um, I had done because my training swim for Bermuda was 16 and a half hours. I did the length of the Island. It was 16 and a half hours. It was like 20, 24, 25 miles. Um, and I was, and I was fine. Um, I think I think what happened was purely because of the amount of time doing the exact same activity Hmm. without stopping. Hmm. And so I've done a bunch of research on PTSD, post traumatic stress. And everything that I experienced after the Bermuda swim fits in line with people that have, um, that suffer from PTSD and like the three markers that, uh, that I think were the, um, or the three, the, the three things that I think were the you know, mitigating factors was, um, so the, so the physical repetition, right. Mm-hmm. Doing the exact same thing over and over again for almost 32 hours. Um, the sleep deprivation and kind of the food deprivation, like I was definitely getting enough calories. That wasn't the issue. Like, Actually, my nutrition was one of the only things that didn't go haywire during that <laughs> swim, um, but but it was the exact same thing over and over again. So hmm. so th- that that one's a little bit harder to think about. But those those are the three hallmarks of of torture. Hmm. Um, and yes, I voluntarily did it to myself, but my brain when it went into survival mode, which I think happened around hour 16, 17, hmm. um, my, my brain can't, my brain couldn't parse out, we volunteered to do this versus I am being tortured. Hmm. Um, so my theory is that, because I've, I've talked to other swimmers who who have done who have done swims up to fifteen, 16 hours, I think that's, I think that's the key. I think that's the, 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 the line in the sand because I mean we've all done it. we've all stayed up for 15 hours, 16 hours in a day, right um, for some reason that's that's okay. but after that, swimmers that I've talked to that have done swims longer than that like you know, 20 hour swims. Um, they, they talk about having the exact same, uh, symptoms, um, really bad nightmares, Hmm. um, not being able to sleep. Um, I, I get, I still, it's, (laughs) I still get weird flashbacks when I smell Dawn soap. (laughs) Um, because Dawn soap was what I used to clean all the desitin off of my goggles and and everything after the training swim. Oh, yeah. So during the actual circumnavigation, that was the smell that I basically smelled almost the entire time. <laughs> um, and like two days after I went to go wash the dishes and I smelled the soap and I got nauseous and I got seasick and I like... My brain was just like, you need to stop washing the dishes right now. <laughs> um, I couldn't I couldn't swim for at least a month after Bermuda because every time, even at the pool, every time I would go to the water or like put my foot in the water, or even like I attempted like a lap of swimming, my brain would say, You need to stop right now. Hmm. I I would I have flashbacks, I would. Um, I would start getting nauseous. I like, it was, yeah, it was. It I so. Um, so that. So the the mental impact of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think. I'm 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 much better now. Like clearly, because I swam twelve hours, <laughs> but. All of the swims that I have done/slash attempted since then have been much different. Have been a much different mental game mm-hmm. than before that. I I struggle now with my with my mental my mental game with my thoughts when I swim mm-hmm. now. Um, and actually, up until maybe June of this year, I struggled mentally, even with like the, the short swims, like just doing an hour swim on Emigrant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like was, was extremely difficult to get through. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. The day, the day that I did a swim where, where I didn't think, about the, all of the hard things of the swim. That was, that was huge for me. I'm, mean, I don't, I don't know if you've ever, you, you met Amy, the, the person who's been kayaking uh, with yeah. me, um, she, we, you know, we finished the swim and I got at Emigrant. I got, I was just like, huh, I, my, my brain wasn't nearly as tortured during that swim, I, I think, I think I'm, I think things are changing. I think things are shifting. And it was, it was a really beautiful moment and she was like so excited and, and we like, we celebrated by going out for breakfast. And, <laughs> um, but, uh, but it was, and, and, and that, I was worried. I was worried about yeah. Tahoe because yeah. of, because of all that.
0: Yeah. We are way over time, but I, I am curious, it's my fault, and I'm just <laughs> enjoying hearing your story. Um, what, is there any marathon swimmer that has inspired you?
1: <laughs> that has inspired me? Oh, every single one. Okay. <laughs> every, every single marathon swimmer that I either um, meet personally or tangentially or hear about or um, like every single one. I go, they are amazing and awesome and cool. And I want to be like them. <laughs> like, like all of them. Like I, I think you all, I think we all are an incredible group of human beings. Um, there's, there's something really interesting about being a long distance open water swimmer. However, you define long distance, and however you define open water, um, we are um, we're, we're kind of masochists. <laughs> um, we 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 purposely we purposefully throw ourselves into situations that, quite frankly, we probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but but we do it. Because they are situations that challenge us, right? Mm-hmm. The the number of times that I showed up at Emigrant and it was either, you know, dangerously windy or like really cold or there were like a million boats on the lake. And I went, okay, great. This is going to be a good training swim for X, Y, Z, fill in the <laughs> blank. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, Amy, the kayaker, the rower, she's like, what? I'm going home.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this, and I'm like, well, because I could find myself in the middle of a lake or the middle of a river or in the middle of an ocean. And this is exactly what would be happening. And I have to learn how to swim through it. I have to learn how to, you know, make it to the other side of this. And, and again, that's life, right? Mm-hmm. And that's especially 2020. Yeah. And I feel like marathon swimmers are uniquely equipped to navigate the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the obstacles of life. Because we go swim in the current and we go swim in the wind. And we go swim in the jellyfish.
0: <laughs> no. I don't
1: recommend it um, and and then we then we get out of the water and we show up to our lives on land, and it doesn't scare us
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and we can We can do anything where we have superpowers because we <laughs> swim
0: that's right. <laughs> We're just actually a group of superheroes (laughs) disguised as marathon swimmers.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think so.
0: That seems like a good note to end on. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was so wonderful and beautiful to see you all. A Very lovely
0: way to start my day. So thank you so much. you ready to swim smarter check out my virtual efficient swimming basics program at intrepidwater.com i hope you enjoyed today's interview if you'd like to be a guest on marathon swim stories just email me shannon at intrepidwater.com please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com thanks for listening